Today, we are having a very special guest in Brandon Straka on, and I'm going to talk more about him in just a moment, but um, we're going to be talking about the need for social media reform. That's what I'm calling it. I think we need social media reform. Elon Musk is, is sort of reopening freedom of speech on social media. But you know, if you're a follower of this podcast and this show that um, we are getting censored left and right, you know, whether it's being taken down and, and uh, suspended on YouTube or shadow banned on the different social media platforms. And so that's been quite the issue. So Brandon is here today to talk about his new campaign. Well, it's not a new campaign. Campaign, his new social media walk away social, which is an arm. Uh, uh it's growing. His walk away campaign is growing. So he is launching walk away social where people that have defected, uh, for lack of a better term, from the Democratic Party can come on and share their uh, their testimonies. And um, this is a response to the fact that they themselves, their campaign was kicked off of and banned from Facebook. And so it's really important that we talk about this censorship happening and what we can all do about it. And uh, just the whole premise behind the walk away campaign, because I think it applies not just to those walking away from the Democratic Party. Um, I think it it applies to so many just walking away from their traditional parties in general and demanding new and better and more um, for all of us here. But first, I want to let you guys know that we just recently announced James O'Keefe is going to be joining us at our national conference for We the Patriots USA. It's going to be in Boise, June 2nd and 3rd. Who doesn't want to be in Boise, Idaho, right there at the beginning of the summer? I'm going to be your MC for the event, so I will see you there. And right now you can get 10% off your tickets by using the code early Eagle. And that deadline has been extended through April 15th because we just, um, just got James to hop on board for the national conference. So we're pretty excited about all of that. And of course, we want to thank all of you for supporting this nonprofit and for supporting this podcast. You can head over to we, the Patriots USA.org, um, to show your support. So we're going to be talking to Brandon and we also have Todd McNutt joining us here this morning as well. He is a, uh, he is also launching a new social media campaign called Representing Me. And he does a lot to educate people on your data and the different ways that they are selling that, obviously also happening through social media. So we're going to be talking about privacy from his angle as well. So without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Hello, Todd and Brandon. Thank you guys for joining the show. Thanks for having us. 
All right. So I'm excited because I am calling on today's show for the need to discuss social media reform. And that's what you guys are both doing. I think that um, we're seeing Elon Musk, you know, sort of doing that a little bit with Twitter. Um, and he's really been exposing the uh, hand that our government has had in uh, just basically tampering down free speech, not allowing for it to happen. So we've seen that with the Twitter files being exposed. And, um, you know, does does all of that have to do with, I'll start with you, Brandon, the the reasoning that you wanted to start Walk Away Social? Uh, Taryn, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Yes. Did you drop out there? No. Well, I, I kind of locked up for a little bit. Can you just repeat the question? I'm sorry. That's all right. Absolutely. So, you know, we've seen a little bit of social media reform happening uh, with Elon Musk and and the taking over Twitter. And then we're seeing the uh, Twitter files being exposed and the hand that the government has had and um, really strangling free speech, if you will, on on social media. Did that spark some of the reasoning why you wanted to take your campaign walk away to an even bigger level by launching your own social media campaign or own social media platform, rather walk away social. Well, I mean, the main reason why I decided to launch walk away social was because we had started as a Facebook group. And basically I encouraged people to join the group and tell their story about why they're walking away. What I wanted to do was give a platform for people to come together, uh, build community and use their voices to tell their own stories. And after we grew to, 510,000 people uh, by January of 2021, Facebook banned the walkaway campaign. We woke up and everything was gone. Uh, we lost all the community, the testimonials, the people, everything. And, um, and then uh, about two weeks after that, the FBI beat my door down and took me to jail, but that's another story. So my life kind of became about working through that situation with the DOJ and in the background, while that was happening, um, my team and I had a decision to make. How are we going to move forward? And we initially did sort of try to move Walkaway to other platforms that existed, but it just wasn't working out. We needed certain types of sort of moderation tools and functionality that other platforms just didn't provide. So ultimately, we decided as difficult as it would be, we should do this ourselves. And so we hired developers and began the process of building our own platform. And what we wanted was something that essentially just worked very similarly to Facebook. So we we built sort of like a, a, a platform that functions very similarly to Facebook, but it's really just to sort of rebuild the walkway community, get people on there, joining groups, telling their stories again. And so that that's the reason why we did it. I, I did not set out to build my own social media platform. That's not what I wanted to do. Uh, I basically did this because uh, there was no choice. I mean, this was the corner I was pushed into by big tech. Absolutely. I think that so many people that are in this business that are, you know, trying to to educate people, to bring people together through community, um, whether it's it's like yourself where you have a, um, you know, a campaign like Walk Away Social or myself where I have a show through our nonprofit, We the Patriots USA, you just you basically um, are up against a rock and a hard place with how you can get your information out. And um, that's why we're seeing so many different people launching their own platforms and such, because um, it's just impossible to do so through these social media platforms that are only allowing certain uh, messages to 
to go through. And, and Todd, uh, you know, you tell us a little bit on why you decided that you wanted to launch your platform. Well, uh, contrary to, uh, to uh, Brandon's story, uh, we did set out to build a social media platform and we did it very intentionally because of all of the discrimination. If you go to mainstream media, it doesn't matter whether it's left or right. They don't just tell what the politicians say. They spin it one direction or the other. And it, one's no more correct than the other one is. I always say the thing that discrimination has in common with reverse discrimination, they're both discrimination. So we set out and then you get uh, politics and social media and it's the message is lost in the fog of all the argument and controversy. So we said, OK, let's build a website where a politician can post their opinion and it's on there and people can go see it. They can do a thumbs up or thumbs down. We are going back now and adding a town hall to it uh, where they can speak, but it won't be in the uh, in the. Uh, timeline that the politician posted in it'll be in a separate area so it doesn't get confused with it and people can uh, can go enjoy yeah there it is <laughs> yeah absolutely I think that um, you're right you know so many of us that are in the content business we are uh, frustrated with how we're being censored but you're right that um, you know the, the politicians also are their words are being twisted on all the different um, mainstream media channels. So therefore the American people can't get the message correctly right. from these politicians. And you want to, I'm sure this is also intentional on the timing too, right? With, with all of this. Actually, it's been two and a half years in development. If somebody had told me two and a half years ago it was going to take that long to build this thing, I probably would have thrown up my hands then and walked away from it. But I didn't join the walk away side because I, I had no idea the nightmare was going to be to build a, a social media platform. But now that it's done, I'm very proud of it and happy we put in the time and the money on it. So. And Brandon, I want to talk to you a little bit, too, about what Todd's saying here about, um, you know, doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. And we, you know, talk about that here on this show that we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We don't take um, political sides. And that's kind of, we've been trying to tell people to take ownership of their, of the information that they're gleaning of their lives and, and different things. Do you see, I know that the walk away campaign and people can um, learn more about it through you. You've had a large following um, for several years now with this. I know that originated as um, walking away from the Democratic Party, but have you seen and had an outcry of people that are just saying, I want to walk away from either uh, the Republican or the Democratic Party in, in all of today's climate? Yeah, I, I think that ultimately I think ultimately people want to feel represented by their government. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't think it matters what side of the aisle you're on. And I think that right now there's a, a kind of a, there's a little bit of a civil war going on, I think within the Republican party, just on its own, it's the, the Republican establishment versus I, I think populists. I think just, you know, the, the everyday American people who want to feel represented who want to feel like there are uh, representatives of government who are putting the American people first. And um, and so I think that a lot of Republicans are also wanting to walk away from the establishment 
Republican Party who've been sitting in Washington, D.C. for so long, who've kind of forgotten about them, forgotten what real America is like and, and doesn't really seem to care about them or represent their best interests. And, um, you know, you have people like Donald Trump who have come along or the America First movement that's developed, I think, because of him, the MAGA movement. Um, that is, I think, caused the struggle that people are, it's like the America First people versus the rhinos, you know, the Republicans in name only. And, and I think that, um, yeah, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, people want to feel like we have a government that is listening to us, that cares about us, and that represents us. Um, and then for those of us on the right, which is where I find myself now, uh, we also want that government to be as small as possible, like teeny, teeny, tiny, small, 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 very, very <laughs> small, but representative of, of who we are and what we are. And I just want to say really quickly to Todd, too, that um, I really feel your pain. Um, it, it also <laughs> took me about two years to to do this. And um, I, I, I never dreamed. I mean, I thought that we'd be up and rolling in maybe three or four months. Um, and, <laughs> and also, um, you probably know the pain of, uh, I mean, it's truly, we're, you know, we're both kind of sitting here laughing now because we've rolled out, but, um, I mean, it can drive you to despair. I mean, I have felt despair over the last couple of yes. years because it's, uh, you try and you fail and 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 your developers keep telling you that next week is going to be the week that it starts working and it's going to start working <laughs> everything and it doesn't happen. And you hear that so many times that you don't believe your own developers anymore. And all you do is fail and fail. It, it, it's awful. I mean, it's really an awful process. But again, I like like Todd, I'm also proud to have gotten to the point where we, we actually could launch. And it's great. It's a great product, too. Todd, I'll let you answer to that because I think this is a very... Um, this is a very important conversation that people know. Um, I think, you know, it's that people know how difficult it is because we see so many people that are asking and, and crying out for alternatives to these, to these big um, social media tech giants. And, you know, we've seen, for example, Rumble, who we so appreciate and we put uh, our show up there each, you know, every episode, but so many people are, you know, get frustrated with Rumble, for example, that it's not as good as YouTube and, and things like that. And it's just, it's not yet there because of what you guys are talking about on how it is so difficult and it takes so much money. It takes so much capital and effort to get to where these big tech giants are. It, it is. And it's, uh, I mean, you've got to remember that uh, uh, Facebook started in a college dorm room. So, I mean, when you're when you start launching these things and start doing it, I have gotten to the point where when people ask me, well, when's your launch date? It's like, I don't know. That's my answer, because you just you can't give an answer because every time you give one and then three months later, they're like, hey, what happened to that? It's like launch dates gotten pushed back and they get pushed back every week, every month, every, he's smiling and nodding with me because yeah. Brandon knows what I'm talking about because it's crazy. It's like, and, and the thing is I put a lot of money into this, uh, my own, other people's, we've got two and a half years in development from concept to where we are now. And I was talking with the developers just last night and they were like, where do you think we are in this? And I said, we're about a year, year and a half from completion. I said, we've still got an entire list of features and things that 
we're rolling it out and launching it just to get it out there, but there's a bunch of stuff that's not on it that will be a year from now. And Brandon, I know you only have a few minutes left. Um, so we're going to ask you a few questions before we dive into the topics of privacy and your data and TikTok with Todd. I want to talk to him about that, but Brandon, um, you know, talk a little bit about what people, what kind of conversations you hope to incite on walkaway social. I know that, um, you know, you appear on major media outlets and you've been talking about the frustration behind what we saw um, recently in uh, in the state legislature of the trans activists coming in and no one covering that versus obviously the the January 6th, everything happening around January 6th. So how do you hope to um, sort of open up the conversation a bit more with things like that on Walkaway Social? Well, that's a great question um, because I guess I want to be sort of clear with people. When I launched Walkaway Social or even through the process of creating it, my intention was actually never and still is not to create a social media platform to compete with Facebook or Twitter or Truth Social or Getter. Um, I'm not actually looking to be like the next open source social platform or free speech platform. What Walkway Social is, um, I sort of describe it as the world's first social media uh, platform with a purpose, with a mission. We're trying to build community and bring people together in one hub to be able to tell their stories and meet with and connect with other people as we walk away from the political left. And lifelong conservatives and Republicans are what we call in the movement, the walk with people who walk with those who walk away. And so we give a platform for those people too, to tell their stories. And to your point, I think more and more of those people on the right, the walk with people are also kind of experiencing their own walk away mom moment um, right now, as there is sort of that inter internal struggle, I think with the Republican party. So what I did was created a platform where people can sign up, create a profile. And after you create your profile, what we want you to do is join groups. And we have various groups on the platform. We have a, a testimonial group. We have state groups. We have a discussion group. We'll be building more and more groups as we go. But with Walkway Social, you can't actually post on your profile or the main feed because what I didn't want to do is create another platform where people come and are posting pictures of their Christmas tree and their Thanksgiving table and their dogs and, you know, their kids basketball games and their, you know, all that stuff's great. But I, I feel like, you know, if that's, if that, if you're giving people a glimpse into your life on social media, I think a better place for that would be Facebook or Instagram or, or something like that. For, for this, we want people to come sign up, create a profile and join our communities, our groups. And um, if you join the testimonial group, we want you to either make a video or a written story about either why you're walking away or why you walk with. And that's what that group in that community is for. If you want to get people together in your area to do an activism activity like, you know, door knocking or voter registration, or if you want to uh, get together with like minded people to go for uh, pizza and go, go to the movies, you can do that in your state groups meeting people nearby and then we have a discussion group where you can go in your discussion group and you can uh post your opinions you can post uh articles you can post links you can rant you can ask questions and engage in dialogue with other people about things that are going on in the world things you're feeling things that are in the news 
Um, and then we'll have fun groups too, like, you know, memes and, and stuff like that. And we'll also be planning events within the, the community, but it's very purpose driven. So um, that for that reason, basically, we don't have profiles open for people to be posting on and uh, all the content on the, the group is moderated. So you'll post our moderators will take a look. It'll go live. It's basically like um, it's basically like taking Facebook groups, almost like conservative minded Facebook groups and then just pulling them over to our own autonomous platform. So, but the one thing I will say, sorry, the one thing I will say is that on Walkway Social, when you're in the groups and you're posting, whether you're telling your story or you're in the discussion group or whatever, you're not gonna be getting little pop-ups from us telling you that you're lying about COVID or that you're lying about the election or that you're lying about you know this, that, whatever. We, we will absolutely allow people the freedom to tell their own stories or to talk about what they wanna talk about. Yeah, and I think that so many people, their walkaway stories are going to be surrounding those topics um, yeah. that you're that you're that you're speaking about. Have you seen an influx in the walkaway movement? I mean, you launched back in 2018, so surrounding uh, those, you know, uh, election cycles that that happened then and and shortly thereafter. I'm sure you saw an uptick then, but now that the pandemic and and everything has happened, have you seen an uptick in walkaway? Uh, the campaign? Well, we're only just now going to begin to know that. I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they, you know, like I said, they banned us in January 2021. But I mean, we were growing like a weed up until that point. I mean, we like we tens of thousands of people on a regular basis were joining and joining and joining. And people were telling their stories. It was uh, phenomenal. And then all of a sudden, boom, lights went out. It was gone. And you know, we had to spend two years building this platform, which we just finally now were able to launch. And now that we've launched, now we're going to begin to get to hear those stories that we missed over the last two years and three months. And um, is, I, I'm really excited about that to find out, uh, especially now with everything that's going on, you know, with the indictment of uh, President Trump and so much, I think, weaponization of our, our justice system. I really want to hear from people now about why they felt pushed away over the last couple of years. So I'm excited to hear those stories. That's it's great that you're half of, uh, you know, the beginning steps to, um, you know, making change and for coming up with solutions is to hear those stories to gather, um, for lack of a better term, to gather that data, to gather those testimonials. So then you can go forth with constructing solutions and, um, you know, reforms. So what do you, where do you see everything going here um, in the next couple of years? Because you are on the front lines of, of this movement. Well, um, my hope is that, you know, I'm going to get back out there and, you know, do everything before my arrest in in January of 2021. I mean, I was regularly speaking in colleges and traveling around doing minority focused events, trying to wake people up, get them to have their own walk away moment. We were growing the group on Facebook. And so I want to get back to what I was doing uh, in full swing, get back to talking to young people, get back to uh, doing minority-focused events, be doing a lot of debate events, which I think are really, really important. Um, I want to grow the Walkway Social platform, um, and uh, and then also, you know, we we just want to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible, and really, I think shedding a lot of light on the um, on the corruption in our media, the the news media, uh, the corruption in our government, um, 
And uh, now as we see more and more of the, the corruption in our education and our criminal justice systems, things like that. So that's, that's where I'll be putting the majority of my focus over the next couple of years. And, um, and also in trying to make sure that Democrats get out of office. Um, that's very important to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, those are all wonderful goals. And, you know, as someone, I appreciate the, the criminal justice system reforms that you're speaking of, um, you know, for you personally that were involved, that you witnessed it firsthand and were involved in that system firsthand with January 6th, but then just so much of what we are seeing as citizens in the public with, um, you know, crimes, you know, violent crimes not being prosecuted. Uh, the DA is just letting uh, criminals back on the streets and um, creating more crime um, and everything like that. I think that we've seen many holes that have that have taken place in the justice system, which, you know, in its foundations is a wonderful system. And we're and we're so grateful to our, our founding fathers to have, you know, set up this uh, justice system. But yeah, I think that there's so many <laughs> ways that it needs to because it has been weaponized in in the ways that that you're speaking of. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brandon, for joining us. And before we bring in Todd to talk about TikTok and other things, tell us one more time how people can go join Walkaway Social. Yeah, I would love for everyone watching to please join the platform. Uh, you can go to your Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and load the uh, Walkaway Social app into your mobile device. Or you can join us on the web at walkawaysocial.com. And um, once you join the platform, just create a profile and go into the testimonial group or join your other groups on the platform. Start interacting with people and tell people you know, share, share it with your friends. Uh, but um, yeah, everybody, whether you're a walk away on the left, walking away from the left, or you're a walk with, which is lifelong conservatives or Republicans, join the community and uh, come together because it's, it's gonna be something really, really quite amazing. And we're off to a really good start too. Um, so. Yeah, just I want to encourage everyone to get on there and share it with everyone you know. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And good luck, Todd. Thank you. Good to you too. <laughs> Todd, I love um, what you've been speaking about surrounding your uh, surrounding your book, Other People's Secrets, Your Life Unredacted. Um, you're talking a lot about the privacy and how so much of it has been taken away from us, but a lot of it's our own doing, right? That we've offered up all this information willfully um, to people Absolutely. largely through um, social media, obviously through other things as well. Um, so talk a little bit about what we have gotten ourselves into with, with all of this. Well, actually we're also starting a podcast on Tuesday Wonderful. and Thursday nights at seven Eastern. Uh, we're doing a podcast that's being streamed to like five or six different platforms right now uh, from YouTube on. And it's also other people's secrets, and it's based on the same thing. We were talking last night. I was on there with Kaylee, a white hat hacker out of Denver. That She's one of our uh, regular guests. And she uh, she was saying, she said, she agreed with me 90% plus of the information that's available on you. You gave it to them whether in a social media platform or when you go up to the counter and register and you're buying some little 99 cent item and they say, can I grab your phone number for, from you right quick or your zip code? This is all information they're gathering on you. And if you're using debit cards to buy things instead of paying cash for them, it's all tracking you. 
Um, I downloaded an app the other day and tied it to my debit card just to see every time I spend anything on the debit card, it makes a list of it. And I'm like, all these apps are doing this. But I was like, I went back and looked at it and I was like, some of the stuff I forgot what I had bought or what I'd even used it for. But I did it kind of as a social experiment on myself. And it's like, it was crazy the amount of information that's going out there about me. Yeah, I I so agree with you. You know, there is um, a time in my life where I was a bargain shopper and I'm still, you know, I still try and, you know, shop the sales and everything. But, you know, you were enticed to put in your email and your phone number and for all of these loyalty campaigns so that you would get, you know, coupons and discounts and everything. And, um, you know, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'd rather not get that extra 10% off. So that way I'm not <laughs> being tracked in, yeah. in all of this. And so is your, what's your, for this side of it on how you're spending your money, um, what's your solution to how to prevent ourselves from being tracked? As far as your spending money goes, um, I still use a debit card for 90% of my purchases. It's going to be tracked. Um, Kaylee was talking last night on the show and made the comment. Uh, we were discussing real ID and I was talking about, you know, I don't carry a real ID. I, I refused when I got to the DMV. I told Governor Stitt when he was running for office the first time I said, he said, well, that our previous governor gave it away. And I said, no, she didn't. I said, you're offering real ID in the state of Oklahoma. Just don't stop offering a regular driver's license to people who don't want the real ID. And he said, really? And I said, if, if at least 51% of the states will not offer, will offer an alternative, they can keep the Department of Homeland Security from ever engaging the program. So he's done that in Oklahoma, and I'm very proud of him for doing that. Thank you, Governor Stitt. And uh, it's, it, but Kaylee was saying, she said, well, in Denver, she said, I went and got a real ID because she said, I figured, okay, They'll know where I'm at and can track what I'm doing, but I use uh, Signal and uh, other apps to make sure all of my emails, communications, text messages, and everything are kept private. She said, they may know where I'm at, but they don't know who I'm talking to or what I'm talking about. That's okay. I A couple things I want to talk about there. The real ID versus the driver's license. Tell us the difference. The real ID has an RFID chip in it that's trackable. In fact, I did a demo uh, at a trade show in Las Vegas for high-tech security equipment. And Samsung has a device not much bigger than your iPhone. It's a little thicker. And they can a police officer can hold that device up as you drive by in a car. This thing will work 100 feet away at 100 miles an hour when you drive by. He will read every real ID and passport in the car, know who all's in the vehicle. He can know how much money is in the vehicle. It'll track the RFID money in the in money now. And it will also track you know, any firearm manufactured after uh, 2012 was required to have an RFID chip in it. And it has the make, model, caliber, and date of manufacture on every gun in the car. As you drive by, and I'm like, what happened to the Fourth Amendment? Yeah. I drive yeah. by a cop standing on the side of the road and he can find out everything about me. And it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but we're, 
that's 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 just got to be stopped that is uh that is just blowing my mind right now and i'm a little uh, mad at myself that i didn't know <laughs> that i didn't know this information already so is the the rfids which i'm you know a lot of people are familiar with their um you know many of them people have them on their cars if they have a gate for their community um or if you have you know amenities in your community and you've got to use them to get into the pool or whatever um or to your gym or to your kids uh child care facility whatever they're used all over the place so are all of our driver's license automatically rfids unless we ask for something else or um, is this a new thing? I mean, I haven't gotten a new driver's license sent to me in, in several years. So is mine, does mine have it in there? It depends. Um, okay. They'll have either a little American flag or some kind of a logo on it that shows that it, that it has real ID. It, you'll know if it's a real ID if you look at it closely. Um, it. Some states are not offering any alternative. Colorado's being one of them. Uh, she didn't have a choice. She'd have had to go to another state to get a driver's license and uh, to, to get to avoid it. Oklahoma's one that is. Uh, I think there's only six states that are mandating it so far. And uh, it's the other states are offering alternatives to it. And the thing is, it's like she was saying, it's like you, you, you choose your battles. You, you choose which ones you're fighting. I'm just keeping it open to keep them from pulling the trigger on that myself. But there are a lot of battles to fight on that front. There are just so many things that are out there and going on out there and social media stuff and that that's just crazy. It is. And I let's shift gears to talk about the social media, which is the main topic of today's show that we're that we're discussing, because I think TikTok is obviously a huge uh, topic. And I know you've spoken a little bit on this as well, because so many people are afraid of the, um, you know, the privacy issues, putting aside the uh toxicity of the content and the type of platform that it is in and of itself. That's another discussion, but just talking about um, the privacy issues, the uh, involvement with the CCP and in, in uh, TikTok, you know, so many people are calling for the ban of TikTok here in the United States because of that. Uh, what is, what's your take on that? Absolutely not. It's the end of freedom in America. If we do it, we become a communist country. The day they ban TikTok, we become a communist country because only communist countries completely ban something like a social media app in their country. And I will say that if they do it, I will say every senator and congressman that voted for it is a communist. They're pushing America to a communist country. The bottom line is they don't need an app to track you if if China's tracking you through your smartphone, it's through the phone, not the app. And how I know that, I used to be a security consultant, and uh, one of our biggest clients was Sanyo Surveillance. And we marketed their cameras. And I was at a convention in Las Vegas, and I was talking to a couple of the executives from Sanyo. And I told them, I said, yeah, I want to put surveillance cameras on my house, uh, you know, because I was going to get a discount on the cameras. So I was like, hey, this is going to be great. And the guy says uh, he's from the headquarters. The, he's, he wasn't a U.S. citizen or anything. He was here for the convention. And he said, don't hook them to the Internet and don't put them on a Wi-Fi. I said, OK, why? I mean, this was 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And he said, 
because it is illegal for any manufacturer to sell a surveillance camera in the United States that doesn't have a back door with a government code. And he said, if you put it on your house and you hook it to the Internet, they can monitor it, too. Wow. If I wonder why do, it's illegal. If they can do that with a camera, if they can do that with a surveillance camera, you think they they manufacture 80 percent of the smartphones we carry and 307 million Americans carry a smartphone. They don't need TikTok. They don't need a nap. I'm with you on that. I think that, um, you know, they're they're tracking us and have infiltrated our privacy um, from all angles as well. You know, everyone when, when I say they, it's not just uh, the CCP, it's uh, the collective they, whoever that is. Corporations, governments, social groups, political parties, they're all tracking us. They've all got ways to track us. And the ones who can't track us are buying data and statistics from the companies who do. How do we protect ourselves in all of this? I know you've already talked a little bit about choosing your battles on which things are most important to us. But what are some ways to protect ourselves? Well, that's just like with the, the social media and stuff. I have accounts on everything. I'm like, you know what? They're going to track them. I'm just careful about what I put on it and what I say on it. It's like I don't, uh, other than the TikTok thing, I started to say I don't get too controversial, but I've been catching literal hell for that. I mean, even the pastor of my church got up from behind the pulpit and that one down, just, just flat out disagreed with me from the pulpit. And I was like, okay. So it's... Uh, it's just one of those things that they reminded me of the song, No More Mr. Nice Guy, where the he says the minister punched him in the face when he recognized him. His mom couldn't go out in public. This uh, TikTok thing has about done that for me because everybody's like, oh, you're so wrong. You're you're wanting the communists to have our data. And it's like anybody can have your data that wants it. It's all available. Experian runs a TV commercial that says that They'll uh, tell you if your information is being sold on the dark web and your information, including your social security number. The bottom line is they sell your social security number 3,000 times a day, literally seven days a week. All three of the credit bureaus do. It's information that is considered above the line, they call it, in the industry, and it makes it the credit header. And there are only three pieces of information on your credit report that are protected. Any guesses? No, no, three. It's going to be, it's going to be basic information. Is it not? It's your credit limit, your current balance and your credit rating on each of your accounts. The fact you have a JC Penny card or a Sears card is public record. The mm -hmm. fact that you have an Exxon card, public record. Well, and your, your personal information number. that goes with that, right? Your, your, your name, your address, your... where you live, social... who lives mm -hmm. with you, their social security number, your nine closest neighbors, all of that is on your credit header. And that is all public record. Wow. And I can get it for as little as a dollar 99 from several companies on the internet. And all I need is your name and your date of birth. And what are people doing with this data? Uh, for the most part, 98% of it is all legitimate corporation stuff. Um, uh, then you've got people who are buying bulk things on it. They set up an LLC, they buy a bulk 
a bunch of uh, so I, IDs from them, and then they go sell it on the dark web for identity theft. But that that kind of stuff isn't as as grandiose as they say. But the thing with Experian, they've got that commercial. They're going to tell you if your information is being sold in the dark web. They don't tell you that it's going to be sold 3,000 times today by them. But then my hacker that I talked to, Kaylee, she tells us last night on the show, she said, here's the interesting fact. If they're not on the buyer end or the seller end of the transaction, they can't tell you if it's being sold on the dark web. It's a lie. Wow. She said the dark web and all dark web transactions are encrypted from end to end. So if you're not the buyer or the seller, you don't know what's in the transaction. Wow. So you, if it's your personal data, wouldn't even have the ability to know. Yeah. No. No. That's that's scary and alarming. But um, you know, my message to people is, if you are worried about your data being uh, or you know, the CCP infiltrating you through TikTok don't have TikTok. You know, it's just, right. it's, it's things like but that. It, I mean, it gets a little bit, go ahead. But it should be their choice. Yes. It can't be mm -hmm. a government mandate. It has to be each person's choice because the whole political side of this is just an excuse to start censorship of what we as Americans can do in our own free country. Yeah, and, and it can be used just because you support um, the motive, the supposed motives behind pulling TikTok, um, that you might not support the other motives that somebody else might have for pulling other things, right? So um, if you can use it for your means, that means somebody else can use it for theirs. I, I, I'm going to do another controversial quote. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love this one. Um, Larry Flint, Hustler mm -hmm. Magazine. Yeah, He said one time in an interview that I saw that he and Hugh Hefner had done more for religious freedom than any minister ever will. And when the announcer, the interviewer asked him, said, what are you talking about? You sell pornography. He said, I know. But he said, the day they take my magazine off the shelf is the day that tomorrow they can come after your Bible. Yeah. He said, once they censor one one publication, they can censor any publication they want to. And he's right. We can't let them start anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's some legs to that. Um, you know, once you start to get into sexual content and things <laughs> with minors and, and such, it gets well, a little bit more gray. But more with minors and stuff. I mean, there yeah. are laws and that that are already in place to enforce exactly. that kind of stuff. But the the movie American President with Michael Douglas, are you mm -hmm. are you old enough to have seen that? I have I have actually seen that. I know <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. Yes. In that movie, he talks about he says freedom is the hardest thing you will ever fight for. Yeah. He said freedom is standing on a street corner listening to somebody shout at the top of their voice, the exact opposite that you just stood on the other street corner shouting at the top of yours. And accepting their right to speak that and to believe that and standing up for their right to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. It, it's like I and that's what representing me is about. It's like I don't care what they say. I don't care if the most flaming liberal homosexual person wants to get on there in a tutu and dance around and talk about the 
the pros of, of abortion, if his constituents will reelect him from that, good for him. If the stoutest gun-toting conservative wants to get on there in full combat gear with his AR-15 and talk about the Second Amendment, then go for it, man. If your constituents reelect you, that's fine. But they should get to know who their representatives are and what they stand for. Absolutely. I think that that's important. Um, I think it's hard to get uh, information. And part of it is, too, from the politicians, right? They're not they're playing the game on um, what information they're giving and to whom. And they know how each person, how each uh, outlet's going to um, spin that for for their audience. So um, they're playing the game a little bit, too. They are. And that's one of the reasons on the website, the only negative con uh, feedback we've gotten from the politicians is the fact that we took off the delete button. So once they oh. post something on there, they can post a text, photo, uh, video, or a document. But once they post it, it's there. We're the only ones that can take it down. Interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, you know, everyone has a right to to change their opinion as they learn more and develop more of a, uh, you know, information behind the opinions that they have. But um, I think we see that taken to the extreme sometimes uh, with politicians. Post an update. We told them you can post an update. You can post sure. a rebuttal or post a retraction. You can clarify your opinion on something or state that, hey, my opinion's changed. I've gotten more information. And here's why but you can't take down what you said. Very interesting. That's very interesting. Well, Todd, thank you so much for, for your time today, talking about um, your your new website, uh, representingme.com, and as well as your, your new book, Other People's Secrets, Your Life Unredacted, which people can get that on, um, on Amazon and such. Any other ways that people can follow you and the information that you're putting out there? I'm all over social media, Todd McNutt or other people's secrets, uh, the website, uh, representingme.com. I have the founders page on there. And I also have in the bottom, there is a thing for, uh, PACs and social, uh, in, or political influencers and other people's secrets has a link there. And I always like to end interviews with the, with one statement. It's the end of my book. It's all about information. Who has it? Who can get it? And who controls it? So control yours. Oh, I love that. Control yours. Take ownership of it. That's what we're trying to say here on uh, this show, Faithful Freedom, to take ownership of yourself, your family, the informed consent and everything. So we appreciate you, Todd. We appreciate Brandon also joining us today on the show. If you liked this show, please prayerfully support us and our mission to fight for medical freedom, religious freedom, and so much more at wethepatriotsusa.org. Your uh, tax-deductible donations help power this show, our special projects that we're doing, and so much more here at We the Patriots USA. Thank you for joining us today on Faithful Freedom. New episodes each Wednesday and Friday.